We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane over on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. Joining me is Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA over on the Twitter machine. Keith, before we dive into all of our news today, I've got there's a question that I've had on top of my head for the last like week or so. And I think it's interesting and I think it's kind of indicative of this NBA season, how close everything has been. Who is the MVP? And I want to, you and I can discuss, but I want to throw it out there to NBA front office viewers. So over on YouTube, let me know in the comments, who is the MVP this season? Because I think you can make an argument for a few different players. And I'm really curious to see what everybody thinks. So in the comments section, let us know, who do you think is the MVP? Yeah, I, I think that's a great question. I, um, you know, it's funny. I know you do radio appearances just like I do. And everyone's asking it. Everyone I do now, it's, you know, who, who do you have for MVP? And I'm like... I like, I don't know. Like it's, you know, where are we at? Like what, you know, what day is it? Who played yesterday? What did they do? You know, uh, you can convince me on uh Jokic and or Giannis. Yeah. Like it's one of those three for me. I, the, all I will say on this, cause I don't want to influence anybody's thoughts in the comments. Not that it would, but you know, I want to hear from, from the, uh, from, we still going to come up with front office fans, front officers, <laughs> right. whatever it is. Um, we got to come up with a name. So drop that in there too, along with your MVP thought. But I like the idea of, or, or I don't like the idea rather of anybody who's saying like, if you have anybody, but you're an idiot yes. or you should have your vote taken mm-hmm. away. You don't know. No, that's not, this is too close. These guys are all so good. You know, I, if, my guess is, and this is not who I would pick, but this is my guess, is we might see uh, um, Embiid mm-hmm. win it because of voter fatigue yes. a little bit. Of Giannis got his, Jokic got his. You know, let's go with let's reward the big guy in Philly. Maybe that's the way this goes, but that's my thought on it. I think that may be the way it goes, and particularly because there is a little bit of a sentiment out there that Embiid didn't get it last year in part due to injury. And that was a factor. And so then does he get it this year? So, But again, like this is one of those ones where if it winds up being Giannis, I'm not going to go say, oh, Embiid was robbed. Jokic was robbed. If it's if, if it's one of, any of those three, it'll be, yeah, I, I can see that. I can understand why that guy got it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. They're, they're no, again, nobody should be yelling about how you're, you're, you're dumb or you can't possibly have anybody yeah. else. And you know, it's funny watching as much league pass yeah. as we do too. You, you pop in on the home feeds on some of these, and they're, you know, whether it be for All Star or award season, they just start pumping their guys, and it's like they, they want to make you feel bad. For you know, thinking anybody else might might be good, and it's just like, you know, no, that's not that you know, not to be the old lady from that commercial, but that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> In fact, it's one of the great parts about the NBA this season. There's so much parody yeah. and so much discussion about you know who belongs where. So it'll be interesting. But we've got a few news topics that we need to get into um, that we need to discuss. And then we're going to do a full-scale breakdown on the Boston College Eagles' first half in the ACC tournament against Pittsburgh because they're, they're winning at halftime. So that's what everybody tuned in for, right? When I go into the YouTube analytics and I see when everybody stopped listening or, or viewing, I'm going to be like, oh, that, that's what happened. That's what, no. That'll probably be the last mention of the Eagles right there. So. We're going to do what we are actually going to do is a breakdown. As exciting as things have been today um, across sports, particularly, I mean, my goodness, Aaron Rodgers back to Green Bay. Russell Wilson is now a Denver Bronco. Heck, even Mike Williams is sticking around with the Chargers. There's lots of stuff going on in football. But what we want to take a look at is draft picks because a, a lot of, like, there's a lot of excitement at the conclusion here of the NBA season, where everybody's going to land in the standings, all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't just matter for the playoffs. It also matters for the NBA draft, which is coming up. So we want to break down, like, what's on the line in these last few weeks draft yeah. wise because that can be really important as well so we're going to get into that mm -hmm. uh first i guess good news we talked about a little bit yesterday dream on green now we've got a date that he's targeting instead of just a range the date march 14th that's the date that he's looking yep. to to come back so about a week and then dream on green back in action for the warriors and uh much needed much needed we saw last night you know they didn't play their guys uh still put up a fight but uh but couldn't get the win yeah, and that's uh, from the man himself said that. The, Sources. Uh, no, no, no better source than uh, than than the man to be the source himself. So, yeah, it's uh, I, I think that is um, you know, good news for them. I mean, they've lost five in a row. It's uh, you know, that's that's tough. Now they got lucky. Memphis has you know stumbled just a bit here in their last little, just, just a bit, but they've closed that gap. Memphis has actually passed them now by a half game um, for the. Uh, the second seed in the West and, you know, let's see, you know, where this goes the rest of the way. But, you know, if you're the Warriors, it's, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that maybe uh, Utah catches them too. Maybe Dallas, you know, cause those two teams have been playing great lately. Dallas has won five in a row. Utah lost last night, but they're seven and three in their last 10. And that's close to now two and a half games and three games uh, um, for those teams. So the Warriors, gotta, they got to get this slide reversed. Now, I think it's also fair to note Steve Kerr cared so much about it that he didn't even take most mm -hmm. of his regulars to Denver uh, last night for the game. He was basically like, I don't really care. And I think he, I, I, I'm going to very much paraphrase, but he, was, he said recently, I do not care about our seed. I care about that we're healthy, rested, and ready to go uh, come playoff time. Well, and as Ron Gutterman broke down for us yesterday, there was a little bit of frustration on the Warriors part too. Correct that the game was being rescheduled for that point when they were in a pretty heavy portion of the season. And so Steve Kerr's like, no, you know what you, sorry, we're not mm -hmm. going to bring our guys. Then if you're going to make us play yep. at this point, we're not bringing our guys. Um, and I, I, yep. And that was a makeup yes, game that's what we should from, 
yeah, from from that uh, COVID cancellation earlier. Uh, let's move on though. Isaiah Thomas. Uh, this is something you and I were talking about a little bit. From what we've heard, yeah. apparently he's been been trying to get back to the Boston Celtics if he can. We've been we've been in it's corner all season long, hoping that he can find a spot mm-hmm. and, and stick and just be a guy who can can play. Because I I still think he is an NBA caliber player. I think he's shown definitively whenever he's gone down to the G League that he's too good. He's too good to be in the G League. NBA teams have a challenge making him fit, but I mean, it's almost kind of sad. He's been trying to get back to the Boston Celtics and it just hasn't quite been working out. Yeah, it was, uh, he, so the context for this is the Celtics are playing the Hornets tonight. Isaiah Thomas is currently on the Hornets on a 10 day contract. So he did some media availability this morning. Uh, rare that a player on a 10 day contract would even do media, but it's Isaiah Thomas. He's not your normal 10 day kind of guy. And, you know, they're playing the Celtics and he very, um, you know, much said that over the last uh, few seasons, he, anytime he's been available and the Celtics have had an opening, he's reached out and said, you know, Hey, I'd love to come back. He's been very open about that on social media and the like of, you know, really saying like, Hey, I would love to go back to Boston. And, you know, when people will say things like after what they did to you and he's like, it's not really you know about that it's a it's a business i get it but you know i think he you know very much is like owning his best years were in boston and you know i mean this guy made an all nba the second team if i remember correctly if not it was the third team i mean he played great he had had mvp uh, consideration at one point Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you get, definitely got a handful of uh, uh, votes uh, at the end of ballots. But yeah, so it's just, it's really tough, you know, to see how things have gone. And I thought it was kind of cool for him to be as candid as he was of, you know, I would love to, you know, return to the Celtics. Now from the Celtics side, I think there's a couple of things that come into, uh, you know, play here is, one is they haven't always had a need for a point. Udoka was asked directly today, you know, about IT, and he said, we haven't had a need at point guard. I mean, most of the year they had Marcus Smart, Dennis Schroeder, and Peyton Pritchard. Pritchard couldn't get off the bench uh, until they traded Schroeder. So that was already one spot. And then it's, then I think the thing that goes unsaid is the way they play defense with their starters, with their backups, no matter who is in there, everyone needs to be able to switch and hold their own. Like it is not a uh, you know thing at all with that, so it just becomes a thing of it's just really hard to fit him in. But glad he's in Charlotte. I hope he makes it stick. I hope he you know plays yeah. really really well and you know uh, you know he's able to stick. And I you know if the right opportunity comes and there's a need, I would love to see him back with the Celtics. I just don't think that's you know anybody's in that position right now. Because the other thing is. Boston can't really bring him back and then not play him. Mm-hmm. Like it would just be kind of weird. Then it looks like you're pandering and those kind of things. It just is, you know, I just don't think you really, you'll want that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough spot to be in. Hopefully he does wind up sticking with the Hornets because again, I'm saying, I think he's an NBA player. He should be somewhere um, where the best spot mm-hmm. is. We're not sure. Maybe that'll be Charlotte. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Zion. Let, let's talk about him back in new Orleans. Yeah. Now, Keith, you wrote a piece for spot track all about, the different options that the Pelicans will have contractually with him, what they can actually do. And this is, and this is going to become, I think, as we get closer and closer to the, you know, the time of year for this, um, this is going to be a bigger story. What do you do with Zion contractually? I mean, are you, do you just, Hey, he's really good when he's playing. So here's a full max deal. I mean, how comfortable are the Pelicans with, with that? Can you go the other way? I mean, this is, it's going to be fascinating to see how they handle this. And Keith, you did a great job breaking down, what the options really are. Yeah. I, you know, you 
guys can go read the piece. It's at, you know, spot track. And I called it the complicated case of Zion Williamson's next deal. And the challenge is we've never seen anything like this. He's played 85 games. I'm going off the assumption he's not going to play this year. And if he does, it's probably more of a cameo type thing. Mm -hmm. But if he doesn't play 85 games, but those 85 games were amazing. Last year, in a mostly healthy season, in his second year, he was 27, 7, and 4. Like, on, you know, insane. On like you know, 95% uh, from the field. Not, that's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So, it is really, um, you know, at a point when you look at this of, those are no-brainer, max, you know, full max, probably designated player language, uh, you know, numbers. But the problem is it's 85 games over three years. And that's fully owning. There's been a couple shortened seasons in there. They weren't that shortened. Uh, you know, that's, you know, they weren't shortened enough to play basically one full season yeah. in three. So what I did was I broke down all the ideas that are out there of you know, an extension, designated player, what what the numbers would look like on those, uh, what, what would happen if you put some of the Embiid protections in there. It's even been suggested, you know, maybe he just signs the qualifying offer. That's got a little twist to it that could make that not really a possibility. So go check the piece out. I'm not going to you know sit here and read it to you on front office show because that would be, you know, that would put me to sleep as well. <laughs> but, you know, go read it and take a look at it because I think, this is it'll start to explain we've never seen anything like this you know and even finding a comp to this i put some comps in at the end of the piece they're not even clean it is you know pretty uh pretty messy so it's just definitely something to take a look at yeah gonna be really interesting to see what happens from here we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And I mean, what if, you know, Pelicans fans, I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's hope they yeah. can find the right path because there's a lot. I mean, let's, part of the reason why this is so interesting is because there's a lot hinging on this, right? I mean, you're talking about the future mm -hmm. of the immediate future of this franchise hangs in the balance, depending on the health of Zion Williamson and what they ultimately do with him contractually. So we'll see what, what winds up happening there, but definitely go check out that piece. Yep. All right. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's it's to not oversimplify it. The Pelicans have to get this right. Yep. You you blow this one, it could be and I don't even know what that means, right? To, to be completely fair, I don't know if that means giving him a max, knocking and giving him a max, trading him, not trading him. I don't know. That's what makes this so complicated, but if you don't get it right, you're 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 in trouble mm -hmm. for probably years to come. There there's a good chance.
All right. Draft pick time. Let's yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So yeah. we're going to break down future draft or this coming draft. Who goes where? What picks are, are going? <laughs> what? Uh, there's all kinds of protections and things like that that NBA, te- yeah. NBA teams over the years have become more savvy and like, hey, we don't really want to just trade it first. We want to make sure we put some protection on this in case something happens. Yep. If it's really good, we want to keep it. Those have become a bigger and bigger thing, which only makes this process all the more complicated. So, yeah. so I, I think the way to do this is we're just going to kind of go alphabetically by city. Mm-hmm. That's how I have it listed out and tracked. And we'll just kind of talk about what they have, what they potentially have. Then using 538's projected standings, um, which I still think are probably the best measure for for now, um, then that's end of year standings. We'll go through and see what projects to actually convey and what we could be looking at uh, pick-wise. So uh, starting with the Atlanta Hawks, they have their own pick, free and clear. No, nothing you know, attached to that. They get the Charlotte Hornets pick if it goes 19 to 30. That came to them through the Knicks. That came uh, via the uh, Kevin Knox Cam Reddish trade. Um, then they get Oklahoma City's pick if it's 15 to 30. That's from the, um, I believe, if I remember correctly, that's from the Dennis Schroeder Carmelo Anthony swap a few years back. Um, they're not, clearly not getting that OKC pick. Probably not going to get the yeah. Charlotte pick. Uh, moving on, Boston. They keep their own pick if it's one to four. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen unless they, you know, completely fall apart here with the over the last and month the and get into the lottery yeah. and then move up. Um, that's kind of the, you know, hey, let's protect against you know, ultimate disaster uh, protections. Otherwise, that pick's going to San Antonio. That's going to be how that goes. Brooklyn gets a little mm-hmm. interesting. They do not have their own pick. Um, we'll get into that in the Houston section because it's it's more tied to the Rockets. Um, but they can take Philly's pick if they want, or they can defer that to 2023. Exactly. And that's exactly what I was going to say. As we were talking about this off air, and Trevor and I both agree, right now that pick projects to be the 27th pick mm-hmm. in the draft. You, you don't, that's not where you want to be. So what you want to do if you're Brooklyn is take the shot on the upside. If nothing else, it could could be way better next year. Mm-hmm. And there's no kind of protections or anything like that. So, and I'm not wishing this on anybody, but let's say James Harden's like, yeah, this didn't work. I want to go somewhere else. Right. And then Joel Embiid, you know, gets hurt or something and it all falls apart. You could be looking at a lottery pick if you're the Nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you essentially if you if you take the pick this year, you're locking in at 27 right now, which that's yep. not that's not ideal. Most likely, does does it end up 27-ish next year too? Probably, Probably. but you at least want to have the opportunity that something happens there and it doesn't work out or, you know, maybe the chemistry is just, I mean, look, Atlanta was great last year and then this year they're, you know, barely in the plan. You just never know. And so you want to at least have the possibility out there if you're Brooklyn. And so I, I think you defer that pick and then think, okay, most likely we probably just get 27 next year, but yeah. at least give yourselves the chance to get something better. Yeah. What's the worst that happens ends up 28, 29 yeah. or 30. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. You know, it ended up 28, 29 or 30. So right. yeah. Uh, the bulls, this is one of the rare times and one of the last times for, you know, a few years running here that they have their own pick free and clear because they have, they still owe a pick to Orlando. The second first they owe from the Nick Vucevic trade. And then they owe picks uh, later down the line to San Antonio from the door, DeMar DeRozan trade. Mm-hmm. So they have their own pick free and clear this year. Then they get Portland's if Portland's is 15 to 30. So essentially if Portland is a playoff team, maybe, right? right? Probably not. 
going to happen, but we'll see. Um, we'll get into where they project to finish in a couple minutes. Uh, Cleveland keeps their pick if it's a lottery pick. Otherwise, it goes to Indiana mm-hmm. uh, if they make the playoffs. Looking pretty good like that will be a um, pick that goes to Indiana uh, right now. And that's from the Carousel Vert trade uh, just ahead of the trade deadline. Dallas has their own pick free and clear. Last time that'll happen for a little bit because then they owe the second pick to the Knicks Mm -hmm. um, from the Porzingis trade. That one's got some protections on it starting next year. They have their own pick this year. Denver has their own pick. Detroit's pick, this one's kind of funny. They keep it if it's 1-16. to Otherwise, it goes to OKC if it's 17 to 30. So the protection's already kind of funny, right? 1-16 to instead of the standard 1-14 to lottery. But the Pistons are keeping that pick. Yeah. They're they're gonna be you know picking high in the draft. Yeah. Warriors have their own pick. That'll be you know likely a pick in the twenties. Uh, then all right. So Houston. So Houston gets the two most favorable picks of their own pick, Brooklyn, and Miami if it's fifteen to thirty. Then the other pick that they don't get goes to the Heat. Okay. So in this case, the most favorable picks are. Somewhat maybe surprised their own. That's not the surprising. Nets. But the Nets, yeah. that is a little bit surprising there. So what they will get is their own. And then in that case, Miami will keep uh or, or Miami will um will keep their own pick. Get their pick. Uh, yeah, keep it, their pick. However you want to look at yeah, it. Right. Exactly. So Miami will 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 keep their their pick in, in that case. So uh then Indiana. Um we already talked, they they have their own pick, but they also get Cleveland's. Mm-hmm. Then we get into the LA teams. Clippers is maybe the most simple conveyed pick. It goes to Oklahoma City. Yep. No protections, nothing is hatched. Then we get to the Lakers. This one's kind of fun. They get, not for Lakers fans. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I I should have defined that better (laughs) Um, in terms of being a nerd about pick protections. If this pick falls 1 to 10 and it goes to New Orleans, Mm -hmm. that's from the Anthony Davis trade. If not, it goes to Memphis if it's 11 to 30. From that, that Stephen was, Adams trade. And, and yeah, from the Stephen Adams swap for Zaire Williams and all that stuff. That got added right. on there with the protections. That is a change that teams were allowed about probably five years ago now. Uh, the NBA made a change that you could put protections on picks that weren't your own. Previously, you could only protect your own picks. Now you can protect picks that aren't your own pick. So... Um, so we'll see where that lands. We'll talk about what the Lakers are projected to do here in a little bit. Okay. So now flipping to Memphis, they have their own pick. They'll get that Lakers pick if it's 11 to 30, mm-hmm. and then they get Utah's pick. If it's seven to 30, the jazz are going to be seven to 30. Uh, Miami, we already talked about that in the Houston section, Milwaukee's, this one is just kind of fun because they have their own pick, but it's via Milwaukee to Cleveland, to Houston. And this is the one where, if we remember in the P.J. Tucker trade, they redid the protections on a pick and when picks were owed to Houston, um, and they got this pick back in that, which freed them up to trade (laughs) last year's pick. Uh, for PJ Tucker. So I, I'll, I'll admit I've done that in like dynasty fantasy football before where I want, <laughs> I trade a pick and then if a couple of years down the line, I wind up trading back for my own pick, but it's rare <laughs> that you see it actually play out in real yes. life like this. Very rare. Yep, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Minnesota has their own pick. New Orleans keeps their pick. If it's uh one to 14, mm-hmm. um, it, or I'm sorry, if it's one to one four, to four. 
they keep their own pick. Otherwise, it goes to Portland if it's 5-14. to 14. And if not, it goes to Charlotte if it's 15-30. to 30. So in this case, New Orleans had their lottery-protected portion of their pick, mm-hmm. um, which they, they, they pick owed to Charlotte is from the Devontae Graham sign-and-trade. Right. Um, then what they did was with their lottery portion is they kept it if, you know, all you know, a lottery god shine down upon them and they get a top four pick. Otherwise, what they said is Portland, you get it if it's five to 14 in the back half of the lottery. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they get that Lakers pick if it falls one to 10. Right. Uh, New York has their own pick. In future years, they'll get a Dallas pick coming, but they only have their own now. Mm-hmm. Then OKC. So I want to have a bigger discussion yeah. here, but let's break it down first. They keep their own pick if it's in the lottery, one to 14. Otherwise, oh. Atlanta, 15 to 30 gets it their pick's going to be in the lottery so they're going to keep their own pick the detroit pick they're not going to get this year because that's going not going to be 17 to 30 mm-hmm. so take that one off the board they get the clippers pick and then they're going to get phoenix's pick if it's 13 to 30 it's going to be 13 yeah, to 30 it'll, it'll be 30. probably going to be three. yeah so i want to talk about this year versus waiting until we get into what picks are going to convey and all that stuff Oklahoma City, if you start looking at it, right, we, we've all laughed about they've got a billion picks and all this stuff. Their picks don't look all that great yeah. going forward. None of those picks looks like an absolute gem moving forward. Uh, Clippers look like they're going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they've made it through this season already pretty solid. Their hope, right, if you're OKC is, they don't make the playoffs, and then in the lottery they, you know, get get really – Lucky for OKC, unlucky for for the Clippers. Um, that Suns pick, that's thirtieth. I mean, not. I mean, it's an extra pick. It's something, but yeah. So you're basically looking at a probably a top five pick for their own pick, a mid round pick for the Clippers pick, and then the last pick in the draft. In the years going forward, now that Phoenix obligation will be taken away, they get a Washington lottery protected pick. That's not great, yeah. right? Um, because you know, you're talking another pick 15 to 30. The Detroit pick has weird protections on it, but they'd have to be pretty, um, uh, really good for OKC to get it because the protections actually go up from the Pistons side. And then they get a Denver pick if it's not a lottery pick. That's next season. And they can swap with the Clippers if somehow they end up better than the Clippers. Then you go into 2024, Houston. You get their pick if it's 5-30. to 30. You get another pick from the Clippers. There's a Utah pick coming their way. But these are all, again, non-lottery picks. So these aren't great picks, right? This is, you know, where these picks are all of a sudden, they don't look like what they once did. They have a Miami pick coming their way. Again, a non-lottery pick. A Philly pick if it's not top six in 2025 coming their way. So... All these picks, other than the Clippers ones, are are very heavily protected or they're protected for the absolute best picks that they could be. So you're basically banking on the Clippers falling apart if you're the the Thunder to get real value out of any of these picks. Now, that's true. None of these picks by themselves are all that valuable. But if you're OKC, what you're looking to do then is probably take some of these picks, package them together and combine them to try to say maybe move up in a draft or maybe you get an asset or, or something like that. That, that's what that, you want to do, but that's what they tried to do right. last year. I'm not year. saying it's easy, to do, but yeah, that's that's what you try to yeah. do with this. Yeah, yeah. What what you got to start thinking about here is instead of moving up from 15 to eight, you got to think about 
All right, the guy we like there on the board at 12. We're going to throw one of these with yeah. one of these to move from 15 to 12 or something along those lines. So so there's my little mini OKC rant. Yeah, a million picks, but they don't look like what they right. once did. Um, Orlando, this is their look. They have their own pick last year that they won't have some extra pick coming their way because they've got extra picks coming from both Chicago and Denver down the line. Uh, Philadelphia, we already talked. They keep it unless Brooklyn defers. Uh, you know, unless Brooklyn takes it or Brooklyn can defer. Uh, Phoenix's pick, we just talked about that in the OKC section. That's going to go to OKC. Uh, Portland keeps it if they're in the lottery, looking a little more likely uh, now. And then they get that New Orleans pick if they the Pelicans are 5-14. to 14. That's from the McCollum trade. Uh, Sacramento has their own pick. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Probably good because they can't seem to ever stay out of the yep. lottery no matter what happens in the NBA. Um, and then the Spurs. This is one is kind of interesting because the Spurs get, they're going to have their own pick and have Boston's pick. And unless Toronto stumbles in the play-in and doesn't make the the playoffs, they're going to get Toronto's mm-hmm. pick too. Uh, so, you know, three picks for the Spurs coming. There's probably be in the, you know, eight to 10-ish range, my guess is. And then Boston and Toronto's picks probably, you know, in the late teens or, you know, Celtics probably in the mid-20s. Yeah, something you can use. Yep. Toronto, we just covered. Utah's pick. They keep it if it's one to six. It that's not going to happen. Memphis. So that's going to go to Memphis. And then Washington um, has their own pick. Uh, then we get in the protected pick that they owe to to the Thunder. So there's all your protection. So now what we did was we went through and did the um, the uh, five thirty eight projected standings and went in and did the um, basically here's you know what it'll look like if these teams finish in these spots based off what that 530 is projecting. So what I did was I took it from, from today, their updated projections. I reversed the order for records. Here's what we would have. First pick, Orlando. Second pick, Houston. Mm-hmm. Third pick, Detroit. Fourth pick, OKC. No real okay. shocks, right? Uh, order still, and this is, you know, without running a tankathon simulation of the lottery right. or anything like that because we can that, get crazy. That, that we'll have fun with that. Off, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have fun with that mm-hmm. later when we get closer to the draft and everything. But uh, Indiana at five, Sacramento at six, Portland keeps that pick. They stay at seven. San Antonio's own pick is eight. Now we get into the first pick that'll change hands. This is the first pick that'll change hands of nine picks that will change mm-hmm. hands uh, off the projected standings. The Lakers pick, we know it's going somewhere. In this projection, it would go to the New Orleans Pelicans at nine. That's good for the Pelicans. Well, let's go 10, mm-hmm. New York, 11, Washington. It's good the Pelicans get that Lakers pick because their own pick now, because it falls at 12, projects to go to the Trailblazers. So that gives the Trailblazers the 7th and 12th picks. Doesn't seem super great, right, because you're a little towards mm-hmm. the you know back end of the top guys. But that's kind of how it was felt about Orlando. Orlando ended up with Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner last year. Couple higher spots in the draft order, but they made out pretty good 
uh, there. Charlotte keeps their pick at 13. Atlanta keeps their pick at 14. That takes us. That's the lottery. So now we're 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 through the lottery teams, and we are now on to the um the getting into the non-lottery, and this is where a lot of stuff starts right. changing. And here. this is being done by projecting. I just want to clarify: this is being done by projecting right. out the remainder. This is not locked Correct. in. So don't assume that this is gospel. Yep. This is not how it's in. going to be. So exactly. like it's projecting that the yeah. Pelicans are fin- going to finish ahead of the Lakers, yep. and maybe that does happen. And that's yep. that's what the model is projecting right now. So that's what yep. we're giving you. It may not look no, exactly like call. this. Exactly. You know, great, great call out by you. Um, and it's also, this will change, mm-hmm. right? This is not a, and this it's is not where thing. the standings are today. This is full on projections. So by these projections here, uh, March 8th, uh, Clippers 15, that pick goes to OKC. Brooklyn 16, that pick goes to Houston because Houston mm-hmm. gets the, the two best of their own, Brooklyn or Miami. So Toronto's pick at 17 goes to San Antonio. Cleveland's pick at 18 goes to Indiana. So that's four straight picks. All change hands by these projections. Then we go on a run of teams keeping their own picks from 19 to 23. Minnesota, Chicago, Denver, Dallas, Milwaukee. Then Boston at 24, their pick projects to go to San Antonio. I want to pause here just for a second because I know some people are like, wait, why is Boston's pick so high? 538's models since the trade deadline have been extremely high. On the Celtics, they were trending that direction, but since the trade deadline, they've gone even higher. Including, um, I was telling Trevor this before we started recording, they give the Celtics a 32% chance of making the NBA Finals. So it's just making it. That is the not only the best in the Eastern Conference, that is the best in the entire NBA. Then they give them a 19% chance of winning the NBA Finals. Again, the best in the NBA. Uh, for the Celtics and project them to finish with a 50 and 32 record, which would mean for the Celtics who have uh, 16 games left, that'd be an 11 and five close. Maybe, right? That doesn't seem too absurd to think about. So let's see the, the idea of them getting the 50 wins, even as recently as a month ago when they started really playing, well, they started playing well in January, but we're really playing well in February. Getting a 50 wins seemed like an absolute pipe dream, but you know, here we are. So just in case anybody's wondering, you know, why are they so far or so I, they, I always struggle. Are, are they high or <laughs> right. low? I know. Drafting? I never right. know how to phrase it. You know, why are they right? Why are they in the mid twenties? Uh, then golden state projected to keep their, their pick at 25 Utah's 26. That pick would go to Memphis, Philly, Memphis, Miami, 27, 28, 29. And then Phoenix's pick goes to OKC. So using OKC, did now we'll just cover teams with multiple picks. OKC would project to have the fourth pick, the 15th pick, and the 30th pick. Houston would project to have the second pick and the 16th pick. Portland, the 7th and 12th. Uh, let's see, where are we going next? The Indiana Pacers, the 5th and 18th pick. San Antonio Spurs, the 8th, uh, 17th and 24th pick. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, the 26th and 28th picks. So there we are. There's gives you a little sense of, you know, what, what's to play for the rest of the way. Um, you can find the best place, I think, publicly to find uh, draft picks mm-hmm. owned owned and owed. Information is on yeah. Real GM. If you go to their ribbon, it's called GM Laboratory at the top. Uh, click on or just hover over that. Click on Team Summary. 
um, or yearly summary, whichever you care for under future draft picks. And you will see all this information laid out there in incredible detail um, all the way through as far out as you know, picks have been eligible to be traded so far. So, I mean, important to note because this, all of this stuff, this is stuff that teams are watching in addition to the standings, just looking at where they are in the table. They're yeah. looking to see where they're going to rank, but they're also looking at, hey, what are we going to have draft pick wise? Because that's going to be a big, big influence yep. on what they can do in the offseason. Not necessarily that they're going to use all these picks, but there's a lot of teams that are thinking, hey, if I get this first-round pick, that gives me another trade asset that I could use. If uh, if the Pelicans wind up getting yep. the Lakers pick, okay, that's another thing that you can put into a deal if you decide. Or maybe you find a player that you really want there. There's a lot that's going to be at stake here beyond just seeding for the playoffs that's going to play out mm -hmm. over the next few weeks. Same thing, like, look at Portland. I think they're a really good example, right? And I think New Orleans is another one. Teams that are trying to win quickly, right? They're not They're not Orlando, Houston, Detroit, OKC, who are locked into long-term rebuilds. They're trying to flip that. If you're Portland 7-12 and 12, and somebody becomes available, you can now all of a sudden maybe be a player in those trade talks because you would say, hey, we've got the 7th and 12th picks. You know, what do you think about that for player X to come in here and be be a part of what we're building around Damian Lillard? Uh, same thing, New Orleans, great call-out, right? They, they're, they're obviously trying to win. So, you know, hey, we've got the ninth pick in the draft. You know, what do you think? You guys interested? And, you know, th those are things that, that will, you know, happen and, and move. And then, of course, you know, OKC, um, even though I'm not super high on their picks, they do have the ability to start bundling a bunch of stuff together if it's to move up and down the board and things like that. It's part of what makes, if the Lakers or Pelicans are 9-10 in the play-in tournament, it adds that extra layer of drama, right? Because the Pelicans could be potentially knocking the Lakers out and knocking themselves into a draft pick, depending yep. on what happens there. So It's yeah. crazy, right? I mean, look back at the bubble. Mike Muscala hit that jumper, mm -hmm. which then gave that pick to Philly which turned into Tyrese Maxey is now a key player yep. for them uh, as they you know try to chase the title this year. So this stuff does matter, but we, we knew on a slower news day, we wanted to mm -hmm. pop in and give a, you know, kind of a pick protection primer and just talk about, you know, Hey, here's where we're at with all these picks. And you know, hopefully like, it gives you a good setup of you know, what to look for over the last uh, month of games. It's crazy. There's only a month left in the regular season. Like where, you know, the season is just chugging along, but you know, so heading towards, you know, what should be an awesome playoffs. It's funny you say there's only a month left. Lakers fans are like, oh, my God, there's a month left. <laughs> there's a month left. <laughs> oh, man. That's all right. Yeah. It is. It is. I'm excited about the NBA playoffs in general. There's a lot of exciting stuff going on around the league. And thankfully, I get to come over here and cover it with, with all of you, which is, which yeah. is nice. Perfect. All right, everybody. I think that wraps things up for today. Appreciate all of you joining us again. Answer that question in the comments down below. Who is the MVP this season? Let us know your thoughts and don't forget subscribe right here to the NBA front office YouTube channel. If that's where you're watching this. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, make sure over on Apple Podcasts, toss us a five-star rating and give us a review. I love going in there and reading the reviews. So give us a review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.